Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Uh, man, thank God it's Friday. If you're a new viewer, if you're a new listener, uh, welcome to the Get Real Zone podcast uh, with your host, your lead host, Justino George. This is a place where you can come, uh, share your feelings, share how you feel, and uh, just chat. And yeah, man, uh, yo, it's Friday. Like, uh, I have, like, got a, no other thing to say other than it's Friday. You know, I'm ecstatic. Um, I'm excited. You know, I'm just happy that, you know, we finally reached this place where, you know, the weekend is here. We could just chill. We could just relax. I mean, yo, your boy is freaking tired. Like, my goodness gracious, uh, we'll get a little bit into that today. Uh, so for the episode, I guess today is just speaking about um, my first week, I guess, at Amazon or really my first uh, first couple of things that have been happening to me while I've been at work um, just really throughout this week. And yeah, you know, it's uh, it's going to be kind of like a little short video, but essentially just telling you guys how my time is at Amazon, uh, sort of what I've been doing, uh, what I've been doing to keep myself busy. So yeah, man, without further ado, uh, let's get off or let's start off with a word of prayer. Um, you know, I hope you guys have been doing good. I know that this coronavirus, you know, it's um, they're kind of lifting some some of the requirements. Right. So I think like here in New Jersey. I think they said that roughly around maybe uh, like 25 people. Uh, so they're extending it from 10 people in, in a certain place to about 25 people. So gradually you'll see, you know, these numbers are kind of getting bigger and bigger. And I think the main reason why that is in the first place, uh, you know, that's all a conversation for after this. <laughs> but let's pray, y'all. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for all the things you've done for us, Lord, for the life you've given us, uh, for just the breath that's in our lungs, for the air that we breathe, Lord. Uh, we know nothing of it is ours, uh, but we know that we owe everything to you. Uh, so we plead and we ask that you may keep us safe, that you may keep us uh, understanding, and that you may keep us conscious, Lord, uh, aware of our surroundings, aware of the things we're doing, aware of the things that we're, that we're not doing um, as well, Father. Uh, keep us safe. Keep us sane. Keep us solid. In your great name we pray. Amen. I'm sorry, y'all. I said father. I know. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to kind of bring that to a minimum. But yeah, um sort of the reason why you'll see a lot of these states open up right like a lot of these places open up a lot of cities and stuff like that is because like the government they really don't want to give us money man like and i mean in the most honest way like the government literally just doesn't want to give the people money and i'm starting to notice that because it's just like when you look at other places right and i guess other countries you know they have these protocols in place that you know people are staying inside and i think the main reason why people were kind of reluctant to stay inside was because of the whole thing of i'm not getting paid i need to feed my family and in that instance you'd expect a country that you pay your taxes to that uh, quote unquote you pay your tithes and offerings to uh, this place that you give your money to on a regular basis you would expect them to at least help you in such a time of this, like, you know, such as like, you know, the times that we're going through, the difficulties that we're going through, you would think that it's obvious that they'd be helping out during this time. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, I think it was like, what, man, uh, the first round of the stimulus checks come around, right? And obviously I can get one because I'm a dependent in college. Uh, so, you know, it comes around and I think there was a second ruling that was supposed to come around. And this time it was, um, it was supposed to be given to dependents, but more so than that, one of the best things on it was that it was supposed to offer a $10,000 relief, uh, to people who have student loans. And then obviously there was that one thing where, you know, I think it mentioned something about helping out immigrants and it was like all people who are, uh, let me just say this right before I even give you guys a little bit of my political views. I have accepted that I don't have a lot of knowledge on either political party so republican democrat i don't have much knowledge on it to really pick my side but if i was to pick a side i'd just say that i kind of i 
I think both sides are a little, you know, tacky, whatever they are. Um, I'm just on the side of social justice. So whichever side uh, truly helps the people and seeks not to oppress individuals, that's the side I'm working with now. Kind of coming back to the point that I was making before, um, you know, that a lot of Republicans, a lot of people who are right wingers, quote unquote, uh, their biggest thing or their biggest issue is just like, yo, we don't want to help the immigrants out, you know, just completely forgetting that, you know, dependents uh, who are in college, you know, for me, um, you know, I'm blessed to say that my parents are helping me out pay for school, right? Now, other people, they haven't had that luxury, right? So other people, you know, their parents uh, don't really have a lot of money, they can't help them out with school, they can't help them out with that. So what ends up happening is that they have to pay for this all by themselves, this money comes out their pockets, like, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, respect them 100% for that. I was born with really, um, you know, with a privilege that my parents are helping me pay for school. Now, for some of these individuals, right, who had to pay out, you know, their own pocket for school and stuff like that, their parents, the main reason why they use them as dependents is so that they can get their, you know, a little bit of more money. Uh, they could get some money back, you know, during like tax return season and stuff like that. So that's kind of the main reason why their parents still put them as dependents. And that's why those students still are okay with their parents putting them as dependent because they know their parents are a low income household and they can use any return that they could get for the government, 500 through like $2,000, whatever the case is. So now my thing is, how is that benefiting, right? This whole thing isn't benefiting the people who are paying for their own stuff, have their own apartment, uh, pay for their own food, uh, you know, have their own phone. But like all this stuff, it's not benefiting. It's not helping those people. Um, and, and even in the case that, you know, dependents are getting it, it's dependents who are under like, I think, 22 or 24 years old. Um, and who are really, yeah, like it, it's only helping out young kids. Like they're getting the $700. So, yeah, you know, there's kind of a lot of holes and a kind of a lot of, uh, oh, a kind of a lot of, oh, uh, did I say LOL? My goodness, y'all forgive me. But there's just a lot of holes in that thing, and, you know, we're just trying to get an understanding. But, yeah, you know, they're kind of forgetting that it's going to benefit a lot of people who were able to get the stimulus checks the first round. So as soon as that whole bill got passed through the House, I believe, uh, now, you know, it's waiting to get passed through the Senate, but... Um, a lot of Republicans, and I think even Donald Trump made a point that this dude was like, um, this thing is like, it's dead on arrival. Like, this thing comes, I'm not even going to sign it. Like, he's going to veto it. And, you know, it, it's understandable because it's just like the rich want to remain rich. And it's just like, how do you how do you tell somebody who has a lot of money? Hey, look, we want you to be able to share your wealth because there's people out there who really need it. It's kind of like, well, they didn't help me get it. They didn't help me get here. But what I will say is a lot of people or let me say white people who are rich do benefit off the fact that there was mass incarceration and that there was slavery here in America. So a lot of that money they have, a lot of those things that they have, a lot of those great things that we see they own, uh, that's coming because their granddaddies and grandmothers used to own a huge, a ginormous plantation. And obviously that money was passed down. Now, I'm not one to look at another person's pockets and say, well, you need to start sharing. But I feel like there's kind of a lack of empathy in the world, especially with those types of people. But hey, like I said, man, um, you know, I don't have too much knowledge to give you guys constant just information on these parties, etc. But what I will say is that if this bill does get passed, it's going to help a lot of people. And if it does not get passed, then it's not going to help a lot of people. But um, sort of the America that I've been starting to understand just kind of it just seems like they don't really care too much for people. So that's that's my whole shebang on that. That's my whole shebang. You know, if you have a problem with it, man, it's your business. <laughs> but essentially, yeah. So 
kind of just to give you guys a little breakdown on what's been happening, um, you know, just since my job officially started, right? So I guess we could go back to the beginning, right? So uh, we have a friend um, who lives in Texas. We'll not say any names for any of these reasons. Um, she lives in Texas. So just kind of every year, she's always like, hey, look, you know, you guys should come to Texas. You guys should come to Texas. Now, my first thing is like, first of all, who wants to go to Texas in the first place? Because I think my ignorance has led me to a place to believe that everyone in Texas is a huge racist or they just want to kill black people. Now, look, I know that is no longer true. I know that's no longer true. But growing up, if you hear about anything that's from the South, you have this kind of idea in your mind that's like, oh, wow, murdering black people, right? But that's just, maybe that's just me, but I just feel like that was all black kids, right? So the South, Mississippi, Georgia, like any place that's really not New Jersey, I would assume they want to kill black people, like, which is wild, man. But yeah, so, you know, sure, I would say, you know, you guys should come to Texas, stuff like that. And, you know, man, I was just like, you know what, man, forget it. Let's go. Like, you know, and I told like two of my friends, I was like, guys, let's go. It's going to be cool. Let's go to Texas. Let's go to Yeehaw Land. Like, we're going to have fun. We're going to do God knows what. Do whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's just go have fun. So then, you know, beyond that, like, you know, uh, I was just like, hey, look, man, I, I got to get money to go. So then that's when I applied to a few jobs. And I saw that Amazon was hiring. And I think they were paying like $17 an hour. So I'm like, are you serious? $17 an hour for a few hours? That's that's no biggie. I could do that. So then um, that's when I applied. And then, you know, the first time around, I got a job. But it was like a, as a uh, working in a Whole Foods. I, I don't know how to explain it. But I'll try to, the best of my ability to explain how this job works, right? So picture that you're in a big warehouse, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Picture that you're in a big Whole Foods, right? So all people, all your your job, right? Your primary job is to, uh, essentially what I saw online. This was your job. Okay, let me break it down slower. Okay, so what your job is, you're in a big Whole Food store, right? So then obviously you're in there by yourself and then you have orders coming in, right? So throughout the day, you have a set amount of orders you must complete. Now orders take roughly up to 10, 15, maybe even 40 minutes to really complete, right? Because it's, it's it's pretty big orders, right? Uh, people are definitely ordering more at this time, which is why this place was paying, I think, $18 an hour for this specific job. So I was like, okay, cool. So what you do is that, you know, you get all the orders and stuff like that. And then once you're done with the order, you pack it up and you put it at the front, right? Easy enough. And then, you know, there's obviously a delivery driver who brings these foods out to people and brings it to their homes. It's simple enough, honestly. So the thing was, when I applied, I saw that there was three days available for that job right but it was about 12 hours for each day so i'm like cool so i'll be doing like roughly like 36 hours or like something like that now nah, my math is horrible so if i said something completely wrong don't blame me blame the north public schools <laughs> the north public school system so essentially yeah so roughly about like 36 hours for about three days like that's light and like you know you could chill it's like it's not really a crazy job like you get your work done when you get it done but in those 12 hours you have a certain amount of orders you need to fulfill now what a lot of people will do is that they'll bang out all their orders like that and then they'll just have a lot of chill time a lot of free time a lot of them time and then they just clock out the end um but you know obviously if you want to take your time that obviously works but essentially the job like the hours they fly like they fly by so quick right so the thing was i saw three days right so it was obviously um i believe it was tuesday wednesday thursday starting at about oh, i want to say dang can i remember i think it was like 12 o'clock to like maybe uh 12 o'clock p.m to like what time was it? i know it was like 12 o'clock p.m 
if it wasn't 12 hours, then I had to be like nine. It, it was something, but I know it was like 12 o'clock p.m. to about like I want to say maybe 10, 11 p.m. at night. Um, around, around, it should have been around there, should have been around those hours. So I was like, to me, I was like, yeah, these aren't that, those aren't really that bad of hours. So I was like, okay, cool, I could do that. And it's only three days, you know, that's that's pretty simple. So when I got hired, they're like, okay, this is your start date, but this is your potential start date. Now, all the potential start date means is that you have to pass through a series of a bunch of stuff, like not just, not just completing your, um, what is it? What's the name of it? Your interview, but you have to go through so many things and then you finally get the job, right? So my thing was that there was a specific start date. So I was really supposed to start, um, working like, I think it was like April, like around April 20. So yeah, like around April 20, or something like some day that was a Tuesday. Right. So then I called the lady because it was that specific day. And I was like, hey, look, um, I'm just wondering because I haven't got any other email back and I just want to know what's going on. She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I'm so sorry. Did anyone from uh, recruiting call you back? I was like, no. Uh, she was like, okay, well, that day is full. So we can't have you come in that day. And I was like, so you can't have me come in today when I'm scheduled to work. She was like, no. Um, she was like, we could start you on like next Wednesday. I was like, okay. And what it's going to, what, what are going to be, uh, what are going to be, what's going to be the days that I'm working? And she was like, oh, well, you're going to be working on Wednesday. I'm like, mm, that's funny because I was scheduled to work three days. She was like, okay, well, you know, this is just a one day job. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, why didn't you guys say that before instead of making me wait for so long? So then that's when I applied to work at another, um, sort of this facility, right? So then I applied to do sortational associate, right? Seasonal sortation associate. So then I applied, right? Everything went good. And then they hit me back. They're like, okay, uh, okay, look, you're going to start uh, May 19th, right? So obviously this past Tuesday. So the hours I'm working, um, are pretty much like two to 5 a.m. Like pretty much throughout the week. And like two days I'm working from like five to 10 or five to 11 a.m. So essentially what's going on is that, uh, you know, like they were like, hey, look, we want you to come in for your first day. And I'm like, okay, but um, now I've worked at UPS, right? Just to kind of give you understanding of UPS to kind of uh, give you guys insight to see where the difference is. Uh, working at UPS, uh, you know, the first day for me was essentially super easy, right? Because you're in there doing, looking at training videos, training courses for a good 40, 50 minutes. I'm, I'm sorry, for the entire time you're there. For about four hours, you're just looking at that. And then for about 30 minutes, you go downstairs and you're looking at the warehouse. You're not really doing anything. You're shadowing, right? So essentially, all you're doing is... um all. All you're doing is that, sorry if you guys hear me yell, it's my dad. But yeah, so essentially what's going on is that all you're doing is just looking at, um, all you're doing is looking at videos, all you're doing is looking at, uh, you know, just training stuff like that. So yeah, that was pretty much just the first day, right? But then for the thing about Amazon is just that, that all like at UPS, that happened way before coronavirus. So things are obviously much different right now, right? So essentially what's going on is that you have a training uh, video that you have to do online for Amazon. So I was like, oh, snap. So the training, I got through that junk in like an hour. But essentially it's supposed to be about four hours long for the training, right? But that's what would happen in-person training. So then, you know, I'm not going to lie. I skipped through some of that stuff because I was like, this stuff is bogus. Like, this does not take four hours. Dude, kid you not, first day, right, because I go to work, um, so I'm, like, up for, like, pretty much the rest of the night, and I'm excited, I'm like, yo, let's go, like, I can't wait, like, woo, like, it's, it's lit, it's live, and then I get there, and then 
they're like, oh, you know, you can sit down, you can wait. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then this guy's talking, right? And he's like, okay, well, you guys know that you guys will be here from 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. And I'm like, huh? He was like, yeah, you know, it's your first day. All new recruits have to do it. So I'm like, 2 a.m. to 7 I was like, man, I'm scheduled to stay here at 5. Now, look, here's my downfall. I want more money. But if you tell me to leave early, I'm out of there. Like, there's no waiting. Like, what, what do I have to wait for? If you're telling me to leave, I'm going to leave. But then I'm the same person who wants more money. I don't know, man. I have this whole huge dilemma I need to deal with in my, <laughs> in my life. But, yeah, so that was essentially um, that's essentially what happened. And then he's just like, okay. He's like, you guys are going to be going um, with this guy right here. Um, You know, nickname's G. And then we, we went with him. And then I kid you not, first day, uh, first training day, we were in the back, like, by the loading dock and stuff like that for about two hours. We're doing a not a dang thing. And I'm talking about we're just there doing nothing, like, sitting down, waiting for stuff to start getting kind of, like, moving and stuff like that. But at that time, it was just, it was weak. He was just like, look, for these hours that you're going to work, it's going to be light hours because, it, you know, since it's the middle of the night, you know, it's not really a lot of packages. All that stuff is during the daytime that everyone deals with. You know, it's crazy. It's hectic during the daytime. But at night, it's chill. It's it's relaxed. All you do, come in, do do some of your work, and get out of here, right? So I was like, oh, bad, bad. So then we move over, and then uh, one of these guys is like, hey, look, you know, it's time for you guys to go scanning, right? So in scanning, uh, scanning, if I could break it down, the simplest form is some packages come down this thing called a belt, right? So it's moving, it's moving. And then you pretty much just scan a package, and you put it next to the um, next to the shorting number that is there, right? So for me, if I was going to get a, um, if I was in the ones from like 68 to 75, um, any packages, right, that need to go on pallet 68, I'm in charge of any ones that need to go on 69 and et cetera, et cetera. Like you get the point. And then there comes a point where all the packages, right, um, you know, you fill it up to the top and then you put like this uh, tape around, I forgot the name of it, but you put this tape around it and then you bring it to like, um, and then you bring it to like somewhere, honestly, I forgot, but you bring it somewhere and then some people have um, some people do the rest of the work for you. So the first day kind of went like that, right? And then we had this woman who just literally the entire time, she, the thing was, she had an ex, uh, accent, right? But I couldn't really understand her. The, granted, nobody in the group could understand her, right? No disrespect on that. But it was just her lack of wanting to speak to us just in general. So like, she'll tell us one thing, right? And then we'll have to figure out what we're doing as we go on because she was like, like who will say, what are we supposed to do? She was like, I told you already. And then we're just like, okay. So the first day, instead of it being somebody's helping us, we were all just figuring it, like all the new people, we were just figuring out what to do as we just worked. Like it, it was that weird, right? And then we got a break at like 5 a.m. And then we come back and then we finish our work, right? So I go home, I'm like, okay, cool. Second day, they don't tell you this at Amazon, but once you're done with the training, you are literally on your own. And by on your own, I mean, you pick and choose what it is that you want to do at Amazon. Like, I kid you not. Like, and then I go on my second day for work, right? And, you know, I'm excited. I'm like, yo, bad. Like, what, what's, what's the move? You know, like, now I'm working from 2 to 5 a.m. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm only here for, like, three hours. Like, let me see what, like, what work do I have to do? So I go to the back, and I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, they told us to come straight back here yesterday. Like, what, what's the work that you need me to do? The guy's like, uh, just wait in the truck. Kid you not, two hours go by, and I'm chilling in this truck still. Not doing a thing. Like, I, I think I scan, uh, I think I put, like, maybe five, six packages on a belt, put them up and go kid you not i kid you not i kid you not i kid you not kid you not 
what? At the end, dude's like, hey, man, go scan packages. And I'm cool with it. I like scanning. Like, scanning's cool, right? But essentially, he was like, the reason why we're sending you up there is just because, you know, right here, back here, slow. And I have all the people I need. So, you know, just go up there and just scan your packages and you can go. Um, and that was pretty much my second day. You know, third and fourth day went by. And now it's the end of the week. And then I work tomorrow night. So, yeah, that was pretty much my first week at Amazon. And, like, I honestly didn't know what to expect. But it was just kind of like, you know, the job is pretty self-explanatory, right? Like, one, you don't have uh, managers on site who are going to tell you what to do. So, you're on your own, right? This is for anyone who is interested in working there. You're on your own. Uh, you kind of, you know, you're doing what you got to do and stuff like that. If you want to leave early, you can, but you'll get points, right? And those points, if you get, like, nine points, you'll end up getting terminated from the job, um so yeah like you know come in early do what you got to do and honestly you could dip like you can take your break a 30 minute break whenever you want and it's just it's one of those jobs where you're getting paid but you're it's the best way i can explain it you're your own boss at that company with all due respect like you're your own boss but yeah so that was pretty much it and you know yeah so this this week is because i had a few people asking me like what was i doing because a few people know i was working at amazon so this was kind of explanation to kind of like first week quote-unquote uh introduction and yeah you know tune in make sure you guys tune in next week uh once again if you're a new follower thank you guys so much we have a lot more content coming up soon and um i think this is our fifth episode right now so because of that i think i should tell you guys right now uh there's only going to be eight episodes per season right so we're going to have seasons here uh, how it's going to work so we're going to have eight episodes per season and I think we only have like what three episodes left and after each season i think there will be about maybe a three to four week break depending on how i'm feeling like i really don't want to have a long break from this so yeah so then there'll be that break and then we'll get back into the second season and each season it will kind of go like that so yeah this is episode five and once again man i just want to give a big shout out to everyone who's been supporting me from the jump like you know you guys don't know how much that support means to me like you know just looking at the numbers and seeing how much we've grown together as a community is just one of the greatest things ever like you know just uh we started out from like one viewer and now we're up to like 60 plays and now we have like a 20 uh 20 people audience like you know that means that people are actually tuning in and people are listening so yeah man let's get to a hundred a hundred one zero zero one zero zero uno zero zero i don't know how to say it in chinese but let's get to a hundred plays man with an established audience of like 50 people um you know just we want to get the message out there that there's a podcast where people could come on and people could just you know essentially speak about how they feel and for sure next season we're gonna have more people on the show and yeah so that ends our episode for today make sure you guys stay tuned and once again if you don't follow me follow me on instagram at the real pastor justino follow me on twitter at pastor justino follow me on facebook justino george guys it's been real hope you guys are blessed enjoy the sabbath day that's coming to you and uh just keep safe stay indoors and make sure to drink a lot of water peace